welcome to uh, Smack Talk uh, Episode 1 podcast. This is something I've been trying to do for a long time. I'm your host, Grant Olaf. And, uh, rather pissed off with life and decided to do a, a podcast and uh, invited people to talk about various things. So here we go. My first guest is uh, J.D. Duplessis from Nova, my uh, SA teammate and uh, colleague. Um, those that don't know, we've just come back from uh, Bahrain where we took the uh, national team to fight in the MMA World Champs, the MF World Champs, where we picked up four bronze medals. And uh, it was quite an experience from uh, smoking cigars on the top of uh, high-rise hotels to eating shit with uh, fighters that uh, thought they were the business. So, uh, And that's not only the South Africans. Uh, a lot of the internationals thought they were the business too as well. So uh, don't cry yet. You haven't heard the whole podcast. So, yeah, uh, J.D., uh, thanks for coming through and uh, helping me out with this one. And uh, tell me, uh, what did you think about uh, Bahrain? Oh, what's up, Grant? Um, as you know, my, my, my true friends know me as J6ED. But uh, for this one, I'll, forg- I'll forgive you. And, um, yeah, it was an awesome experience. You know, the, uh, the main thing that stands out for me, the whole Bahrain trip was the smoking the cigar on the 28th floor, looking over the whole Bahrain. I thought you were going to say smoking the weed. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we couldn't get on that side. But uh, it's, it's like you said, bro, everything was cool on that side. Um, we're in the fighting business, you know, a lot of times after one or two fights, the fighter thinks he's the shit, you know, and uh, it just happens, you know. And it, it comes down to the coach that needs to get him back to earth and tell him he shouldn't punch above his weight. And that's a, that's a trick. But um, in all fairness, the South African guys that went over, we brought back three, I mean, four bronze medals, and that, that, that to me is a special thing. It was special, let's be honest. I mean, we, we went over. I was hoping for five medals. Uh, we took 10 athletes, um, and I think we came close to five medals. I would have loved a silver or a gold, even better. But I'm very proud of what happened. I mean, I don't know. You, you, you were there with us. It was an awesome day. It was a horrible day on the day of semifinals. It was almost like, you know, they stole our cake away from us. <laughs> but, um, like, hats off to the athletes, you know, they, they went. And, I mean, Delano fought with a fucking broken arm. I, I just want to say, look, two of our athletes, one fought with a broken hand, the other one fought with a broken arm, and they still gave their, gave their opponents. Well, Francois Mayer was the talk of the tournament. Yeah, everybody loved him. Everybody loved his showmanship, his aggressive fighting ways, and... Um, I mean, that's purely because he, 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 he picked that poor kid up from Albania and, <laughs> and threw him around the cage in the first round where everyone was lying on their opponent just trying to get through. I mean, that's the type of fighter Francois May is, isn't he? He just wants to, to bang. Right? That, that, that's his fighting style. You, you're not going to get ever, ever in your life a boring fight from that guy. He's going to come. It's a fight for him. It's, it's nothing more than a fight, you know. And what's cool about it, he never takes it personally. If you beat him or if he, if, if he beats you, he doesn't take it personally. Ah, oh, he was frustrated, though. Eh? Uh, I mean, jeez, man, even that poor kid. I mean, I sat next to him on the way there, and he was fucking shadow boxing the whole way. <laughs> On the airplane, which is tiny, as you know, because uh, we didn't go first class. Uh, um, yeah, but the business class seats wasn't that bad, bro. So. Yeah, I went, it wasn't that bad. But, I mean, there was only selected few that got yeah. to go business class. Yeah. I mean, those, 
ate halal meals and, uh, and, and and smoked cigars on the airplane. But, uh, I mean, Francois was freaking uh, punching, uh, jumping, skipping in the airports. You know, uh, he was he went there to win, and and not that anyone else didn't. But I mean, I, I'm just talking from my experience. Like, but he uh, unfortunately, I think in in uh, in the quarters he just got maybe outfought, maybe out blocked. I mean, frankly, I didn't fight him. He no. just stopped everything he was trying to do. Look, uh, to me, I, I saw it once we got into those those semifinals. It was a different caliber of fight, and you know, those guys. I must be honest, I think they sat day in and day out and watching us and studying us and seeing our mistakes and our, our faults, you know, like with Francho. That guy knew if he just holds hold him down, Francho is going to be so irritated and um, it's going to, you know, Francho needs to pull a rabbit out of the hat to win. They knew it. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same with Cassandra, you know, it was just a better, the, the, she was the only girl fighter, you know, but the, her opponent was just outclassing her. And uh, that's the thing. Once you get to those semifinals, finals, it's a different caliber. And um, like I said to everybody, I, th- I think we always play catch-up. We're not playing catch-up anymore. But it's still some tweaks here and there that... that I think our strength, I, that's the one thing that I came with. I mean, and I said it to you when we were over there, I, I don't think our fighters, our athletes are as strong as the internationals. Those guys are I mean, they, and the, 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 the funniest moment for me in that whole event was... Um, Julio Plyke, he's trying to move that um, Ukrainian oak. Uh, we'll take him down, move him off the cage. And uh, he literally almost pulled his uh, butt cheeks out when, yeah. he, when the oak just stood still. It was yeah. hilarious. And yeah. I mean, but it wasn't only with him. These guys were super strong. That's the thing. I mean, if you look at Dimitri Falk, who he's fighting against that British guy, um, Dimitri picks guys up like nothing. Indeed, he just couldn't lift that guy up. And those guys just know how to base out how to drop their weight, and they're strong. It's almost like that old farmer boy type of strength, you know, but they they, they trap J.C. Strong. Lumbrach. Do you remember yeah, J.C. Yes, Lumbrach? Yes. No, that no, that's a proper proper strength. Old yeah. farm boy, yeah. yeah. No, 100%. I mean, you, you talk about Dimitri now. Dimitri's off to Brave, which is really exciting. Mm. Uh, he's fighting this Saturday night against uh, quite a stiff opponent. Uh, but, I mean, I think uh, with Brave coming you're only going to get good opponents. I don't think they, they have Mickey Mouse opponents. It's not like we're fighting here locally against Oaks that have had three uh, amateur fights and now find themselves in the biggest uh, professional organization around. Um, these are proper international uh, guys. So so he's got a bit of a challenge on him. I mean, that happened quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Look, look he's fighting a guy by the name of Carlos. I don't know what that guy's surname is. Um, he doesn't have a car, though. Yeah, he's got a loss. <laughs> but <laughs> this guy's got, and you, you touched a very sensitive point, actually, but this guy's got so much fights behind his name, you know. Sorry, that was JD's knee I touched. <laughs> it's a little bit sensitive. <laughs> and um, it, it, those guys fight 50 to 100 fights, you know, even if it's just kickboxing or muta or whatever before they even think of going pro. And um, here in South Africa, you know, we've got that mentality, two fights, let's go pro. And, um, yeah, once we go international, we actually see our ass. We, luckily, we've got one guy that's, that's making a beat for South Africa now, and that's Don, the Magic Man match, you know, with his unbelievable... And, and Drickus, in fairness, I think Drickus has so done really well. Sorry, Drickus. Uh, sorry, Drickus. Yeah. <laughs> Drickus, also amazing fight, rematch. That guy's so strong. And, um, you know, the first fight... 
Dukas caught him, second fight, the guy caught him, you know, so let's let's go for a trilogy with those those two. But guys. I just think the guys need to go into different they don't you know, and everyone aims for UFC. So, you know, when you, you're ten years old or eleven years old or nineteen years old and you start uh, training MMA, the first thing you want to do is become a UFC champion. That's what you want to do. I want to become a UFC champion. And I think instead of just going from freaking Albertson Wrestling Hall to UFC, you maybe need to go and fight in uh, Belgrade or, or Brazil or, or wherever you can get a fight and go, go and test yourself against other. I mean, I remember doing the, the, the World Series um, uh, when the World Series were interested in coming here and they wanted to do that World uh, um, uh, tournament where they got the best lightweights in the world to compete, and yeah. we, I was trying to get Rudy Rhodes in there at, the, at that time. Very good fight, yeah. And and the 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 entry level was five and zero. Oh. They had to be five and zero oh in order to enter this competition. I remember saying to their matchmaker, "Please, man, who the fuck is five and zero oh mm. at, at lightweight? Like, really? How are you going to do this?" He sent me 124 CVs of guys around the world that are five and zero oh at that particular time. And that's what I think the biggest thing for me was I actually realized that in South Africa, MMA is like a little pin drop compared to what's happening. And when you go to an event like the World Championships and you, you see a team from Kazakhstan that's got 40 athletes mm. and you look and you go and the government backs them and you look at a team like Sweden who's the world champions and the world number ones and they've got 30 athletes and, and you look at all these teams that are bringing China and all these, I mean, it's its absolutely remarkable how small MMA in South Africa actually is. Well, the, 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 that's where I want to go and like, people like the, your, your EFC, your, your big promotions in South Africa, needs to, needs to start backing these guys up, you know. it In the long run, it's going to benefit them as well. You know, the, the guys that doesn't get a brave contract, doesn't get a... Uh, KWC contract or whatever, you know, they're going to look at either EFC because you just said it, you know, when you grow up, you want to fight UFC, this UFC, because it's so such it's just so mainstream. EFC is the mainstream one in South Africa. People want to go fight there, you know, they want to. And um, they should start actually like come to the party and back these guys up, even if it's just one or two athletes that, that they think will do brilliant in EFC. Start backing your local boys up. Uh, we need you. We need you to go. Yeah, to I don't think they up. have to at the moment because there's nowhere else to go. And as soon as someone else pops their head around or, or does anything like that, then then everyone gets on a bad wagon and starts complaining. And that. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> so. true. But now, now, now we've got Brave. And uh, Brave has got an interest <coughs> in a lot of our South African fighters. So. Yeah, for sure. And you remember Brave? They're doing like 14 events a year around the world. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's exciting. You know what? You can say what you want, but uh, if, you, if, you're a, if you're an upcoming athlete and you're going to get a chance to go and fight in Pakistan, yeah. like when are you ever going to go to Pakistan? Pakistan. <laughs> like, I mean, come on, let's be honest. And, and, or, or, or Indonesia and go and fight in front of, you know, uh, in front of an international audience there and things like that. So for me, there's diff there are different. I mean, last night I got an opportunity for a light heavyweight that, that came through uh, to fight in, in, uh, in Europe and Prague. So, you know, I've been working for a long time to try and get doors open, and doors are finally open. You know, for me, the purses aren't great, but you're going to get to go and see the world. You're going to get to go and travel, and you're going to get to fight. And if you make your name in a European circuit, surely you're a lot closer to that final step of where you want to go. I mean, the money will get better, let's be honest. But, I mean, if you're signing yourself 36-month 
contract six fights where you can get benched, and we all know that. Like, it, it's what really pisses me off. All the fighters know exactly, and the managers and everything. Oh, but this and this and this. But they all sign it and sit there and wait, and then moan. Like, don't do it. It's always it's always that thing. Ah, oh, it won't happen to me, you know. And and it does happen to you, you know. And, and that, that, that's the thing. You must you must remember your the value of yourself. Guys that go pro, are you really pro standard? And if you think you are, maybe just go and exactly what you said. Test yourself overseas. You don't even have to go overseas, you know. We, we've got strong local fights as well. But just before you go pro, don't think you're the shit. <laughs> no, that's very important, you know. And and it comes again. I'm, I'm going to hammer again on it. It's, it's the coaches. The coaches need to step up and say, listen, you're not good enough. Uh, let's wait a little bit longer. And then I hear you, JD, but the problem is, and I, I'm at a gym, you've got a gym. You tell the guy he's not good enough and uh, you'd like him to do that. Some other gym around the corner is telling him you are good enough, come with us. He leaves your gym and off, off he goes. That's and before true. you know it, he's fighting as a pro because you know what's in there. And the problem I've got is that the guys are actually learning their trade as pro fighters. Yeah. And, and then they think they're the shit. And that's yeah. what irritates me. And they think they can talk about... I've got amateurs, in my opinion, at Fight Stars that will smash a lot of these pros. And I'm not talking about the old and respected and things like that, but a lot of these new pros that think they're the shirt will get smashed. Why? Because they've had five fights. Yeah. I've got guys that have had 20 fights that are looking to to go back to Worlds next year. Yeah. The guy from Australia that, we, that, that, that won the All-African, 55 fights. Yeah, Joey, Joey. And, and it's, it's important that uh, people actually start understanding that you know, if you want to grow in this sport, like you can just go and fight for money um, and fight twice or three times a year, negotiate every time, and every time you lose, then you have your purse taken away from you. And remember, you don't actually, you're not an employee of us, but you can't do this and you, you have to do this and become a, a, a someone else's bitch. Or you can go out and you can actually decide, you know what, let's go and see what's out there and let's go and fight. And what I like is some of the youth that's coming through today, and I call them youth, but some of the young superstars that are coming through today are excited to go and test their skills against international opponents and go and see what's going to happen. And you know what? Good for them. Let's see what happens because it's time now that we take our athletes and start testing them properly against the rest of the world, not just mix match and see but what the fuck Yeah, and, and uh, luckily we've got, we've got you know the governing body that's, that, that's kind of stepping up to the plate now. And uh, they're giving us this opportunity, and that's what it's about, you know. And people coming back from Bahrain saying, listen, guys, there's a different world out there, you know. There's not only just this promotion, that promotion. There's a different world out there. And um, go and test yourself. But like, that, that hunger, that hunger, you know, again, let's talk about Francho Mayer. The kid's hunger is just unbelievable to, to test himself. And he wants to fight bigger, better, better people than himself. Because he knows if he wants one day to be the best, you know, he has to, he has to fight, fight against the best. And um, sounds like a never back down scene, you know, almost. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, kids that are, sorry, guys like him, you know, we've got new up-and-coming uh, heavyweights, you know, that, that, that's still doing the amateurs. Please, guys, stay as long amateur as possible. Get that, get that numbers behind your name. Get that experience behind you. And don't think you're the business after two or three fights because – Guys, you're not. There's guys out there that's machines. Russia is making a comeback in the, in the MMA scene now as well. Jeez, those Russians are scary, huh? I, I haven't seen calculated fighters like that in my life, and they just know how to do and win. But you know what? what? If he does, 
That's <laughs> 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 a Russian philosophy, huh? <laughs> no, those Russians are crazy. Look, for me, it's a, it's it's about each individual fighter and what they want to do and where they want to go. And you know, again, a lot of South Africans and a lot of fighters that I speak to, their dream is to go and fight at the EFC, and that's freaking great. I think the EFC is a great organization. They yeah. put on a very very good show, yeah. and, and they've got great stars coming out of it. The problem is, is I think people I don't un, don't understand how this game has opened up to, and everyone's now getting upset because people are taking options. Whereas before, you went through, you fought at GFC, you fought at EWC or Five Stars, and then you went off to to fight EFC, and then and then everyone was happy with you. Now I look on social media, and there's dicks saying, "Oh, they shouldn't be doing this," and they shouldn't. Who are you guys to tell an athlete what he should or shouldn't be doing when? Your history, first of all, some of you have never even fought before. And second of all, when you got an opportunity to fight, you took it, okay, as an amateur fighter. And when you got an opportunity to go pro, you went pro as quickly as you possibly could. So I think people need to look at, back the fuck off, let these athletes decide and their coaches decide what they want to do. But all my big thing is at the moment is the options. If you want to go and fight, and do Muay Thai in Thailand. Go and do Muay Thai in Thailand. But go and compete and know that the doors are opening. And that's the whole thing. But stop moaning about it. Like, all I'm hearing is people moaning about everything. They moan about the EFC. They moan about Five Star. They moan about EWC now. They moan about uh, Brave. Like, stop moaning about it. In actual fact, get behind and start building up what the sport is about. And, and that's my opinion. Look, if, if, if all of us can, you know, in a perfect world, it will happen. But... Once you start working together, it will benefit everybody. Listen, a, it's a big cake, you know. The slice might get a little bit smaller, but it's still a slice. And um, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but to me, the bigger the sport is, everybody will, will benefit, you know. And uh, competition is always healthy. It's always healthy, keeping you on your toes. And uh, a lot of times the fighters are, are, are being seen as, as almost like you can say objects, you know, they, 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 they're my workers, they will work for me. And, you know, the fighters are getting more clever and clever and clever. And they, they're doing this for their lives. They're putting their bodies on the line for us, for our entertainment, you know. They're training like day in and day out, sacrificing time away from their family, you know. And then they have to fight for like a few thousand rand, you know. Now another promotion comes and pay you in dollars. In South Africa, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. So they want to have that money because they want to take care of their family. They want to take care of themselves. So the more opportunity there is, the better. Guys, you know, if something knocks on your door, take it with both hands. Don't ever let opportunity slip through your fingers, you know. And, um, yeah, I must agree with you, Grant. If, 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 you, if you have the balls to stay on Facebook, you know, those guys aren't ready to go pro. Maybe go challenge them, huh? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of times those guys – Step up to it. That they take. That they grab the opportunity with both ends, and um, they're going to do good. Maybe not now. Maybe not the next one. But eventually, they're going to do good. We've got. I mean, Ngorsing. You know, one of my old students taking on a, a guy with sixteen fights. Me personally, I would not have let him sign that fight. But like again, he's got that warrior spirit. He wants to fight the best of the best. You know, and um, he stepped up. And trust me. Trust me when I say, when this kid decides to step up, he steps up. And uh, his opponent's going to have a... I will never I will never say to a guy, you're not good enough. Because, I mean, I'd, who am I to judge that guy? But all I'm asking is get that, get that, 
get that experience. You know, once you go to the pro section, be the guy that that's excellent in the pro section, not just good. Be excellent. And also, I think promotions are looking for more than just a W, more than just a win. Yeah. How does how does um, how does Incorsi promote himself? I mean, Incorsi's South Africa or Africa's perfect story. Yeah. He's a kid from the townships that used to get bullied, that had to move into deep slurt, had a rough life, found MMA, uh, came through, trained for three years, three years, and became a double ch- uh, weight uh, division champion at Fight Stars, which you can say what you want, is probably the, the, the hardest um, championship belt to win in amateur MMA at the moment. He won two defended his title, and went for a third lightweight title where he, it didn't come off. But he is probably, him and Francois May, in my opinion, are the two pound-for-pound best amateur fighters in the, in um, in South Africa. There's no doubt about it in my mind. And he's, he's got an opportunity, okay, to go and fight in an international promotion where he'll earn more money than probably nine-tenths of uh, the pro roster fighting in, uh, or maybe that's a big statement, half of the, the, the for his first fight. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Why are there people out there saying he's an idiot? I don't understand it. Why are there people out saying, saying um, oh, he's getting, what, honey-dicked because he's, uh, um, he's just going to get lost to the world? Really? Yeah, really? He's just going to get lost? This is a kid that fought his way out of deep slurts, okay? He, he's the true African story. No one else came and offered him a, 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 a contract. No one else came and offered him um, X amount of money and proper money, guys. Yeah. Not not fucking two and a half thousand rand to come and fight, okay? Proper money to come and fight. No one else stood up and said, let's take this kid. Let's make sure that he can do it. So why... Can you not get behind this kid if you're such this, this big man in, in, in MMA circles and things like that? You know what? In my opinion, as far as I'm concerned, you guys and out there, and I'm talking to the haters, will hate and hate and hate and hate and hate and hate as much. It doesn't matter. Your opinion means shit. At the end of the day, of course, you will walk into the cage on Saturday, as will Dimitri, mm. as will Francois Mayer, as will Paul Ronger, as well, all these kids that have got an opportunity to show another promotion their value. And there's nothing wrong with that. And because you're not there or because um, you feel hard done by, get over yourselves, move on. But there is things happening, and that's what you have to get uh, understand. It's at the end of the day, these kids have got a proper opportunity to go and do it. And if it doesn't work out, it's on their head. And that's all an athlete ever wants is that opportunity, okay? And again, I don't see anyone else coming to the party. No, look, I, I, I must be honest. If, if we're going to give these guys more opportunity and they don't take it, you know, then then please hate us. Go on social media, be the keyboard warrior, and then play hate. But this is opportunities, guys. You know, you do not let opportunities slip through your fingers. Um, you know, rather rather take it and. Train your ass off to be ready, then don't take it. You know, a lot of times that opportunity doesn't come again. And each and everybody listening here now can look back in their lifetime and say, shit, if I only took that opportunity, if I only did that thing, why didn't I say yes to that? You know, everybody lets their let opportunity slip through their fingers. So don't. Fighters, don't do that. EFC, stand behind these guys. You know, uh, 
MMA South Africa stand behind these guys. All your top clubs in South Africa stand behind each other. You know, we don't need to like each other, but let's start working together, guys. And that's a big thing. Grant, I, I think the sooner we, we realize work together, the sun is big, the sun shines over each and every one of Everybody will have, have fun, money. Well, I, I wanted to relate a story where, where that I spoke to uh, Ricky White in, 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 uh, when I was at uh, Bahrain. So he's a, an MC that did the, the World Champs. And uh, he, he, he was telling us that in the UK, there used to be two big promotions. Different sides of the... And the UK, is, I don't know, it's not bigger than South Africa, but it's got a lot more people or maybe it hasn't. I don't know. shows my ignorance. But anyway, they had two promotions. And those two promotions, that's all they had used to be on the same weekend without fail. And it kind of reminded me of what we do in this country. Like everyone fights. Yeah, this and this and this and this. And me included. I'm not uh, I'm not um, pretending that, that that I'm not uh, I'm I'm goody two shirts. Yeah, I like to fight. And um, now they've got to a situation where there are 14 promotions in the UK. They all work together. In fact the two big promotions Rent the same or use the same um, big cage and have and make sure that they they work hand in hand the whole time. My point here is very simple: is that the sport in UK has grown through the roof. Why? Because instead of having a dick swinging swinging competition, they simply started working together and put things together. Now, whether we'll get that right in South Africa, I don't know. Maybe uh, you know, maybe there needs to be carnage and a couple of people need to clear off and go and new people need to come in. I don't know, but it would be nice to see. But, I mean, I, you don't even see it in the association. You don't even see it in the officials. You don't see it in the athletes, the clubs. You don't see it anywhere. So it's not only the promoters that need to do it, the clubs, the officials, the association. Everyone needs to try and wipe themselves clear and to start actually working in order to grow the sport because at the end of the day, it's going nowhere at the moment. No one is investing in the sport. No one wants to buy tickets because why? You can get a ticket for free. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Five store comes around the corner. 20 people phone me. Hey, can I get two tickets? Why don't you invest? When I walk into your restaurant, do I ask you for a free meal? Yeah, uh, but on that, can I get two tickets for, for this weekend, please? <laughs> Haven't you got two tickets yet? No, sorry, man. Yes. <laughs> um, so, but, but, but what you're saying is true, Grant. We, 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 and um, we've been going in circles about this, but we need to start backing each other up. And it's like you say, me as a coach, I need to, need, need to, you know, what to, you, you can always say, create a bridge between clubs. You know, back each other up. You with the promotions. You know, we we need to stand together. It's difficult, you know, because we we do have that South African mentality. We do have that pride in us. We do have that. Uh, you know, it's me. It's me thing. You know, everybody in South Africa does have it. Um, everybody around the world has it. But I, I stayed for two years in the UK, touring the whole Europe, stuff like that. Everywhere where I went, every competition. Now, every second weekend, we had a kickboxing competition where I, where I was fighting. And these guys don't like each other. They do not like each other, but they work so well together. That's why kickboxing now is a recognised sport in the Olympics. You know, this week. Kickboxing got got to go ahead to be Olympic sport, and MMA, so you're going to be an official in the Olympics. I might be even making a comeback, you know, as a fighter. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. No, 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 man. I'm I'm the head of the referees in, in the all of Africa. You know, I'm on the board of of Waco. So yeah, of course I'm going to be there. But it's just amazing how I don't need to like you, but I need to work with you. And 
Well, well I don't particularly like you, but I have to work with you. I like you. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right, 100%. And you're right, at the end of the day, and, and whether it does change now or whether it doesn't change, no one actually knows. We'll have to see what happens. But, uh, you know, what? I think we all need to just, I don't know. It's, 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 a, it's a difficult one, especially in the sport of MMA. You know, we, we, everybody's got good intentions for a while. But because of the, 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 the ego, like you said the other day, the, the dick measuring the whole time, you know, it just fades away. And those people with that positivity, with that, I want to see a change. I want to be the change in MMA. It fades away because they get caught in that, that ugliness of the sport. And, guys, MMA is one of the most beautiful sports ever. You know, I come from a karate background, kickboxing background. And once we get the discipline back into the sport, you know, we don't need to be a traditional karate where we have to push and bow and yes and say no and say whatever like that. But just a little bit of respect, you know. Give give respect when respect's due. Um, your, your, your top coaches did work hard to get the top athletes in South Africa. Your, your so coaches that started their clubs now, again, top coaches, reach down, pull the guy up. It's much e It's actually easy to pull a guy up, you know. Don't pull the guys down and don't look, uh, you know, like, don't look down on them. Everybody I actually want to put a challenge out there. I want to put a challenge out there to all the fight fans and, 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 and the coaches and the gyms and everyone out there. Every time you say something bad about someone, I want you to say two nice things about them. So the next time you say something bad about me, best you follow it up with two good things. The next time I say something bad about you, and, and, and try and create some positivity in this in this sport because I must tell you, like at the moment for me, the people in the sport are just ready, and nothing's changed eh? yeah. for the last couple of years. Ongoing fighting, ongoing this. People are dicks, man. They are just dicks. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the, the backstabbing has gotten worse. The the, the the you know the schneiding of everybody has gotten worse. And it's true what what you're saying, Grant. They just it's it's difficult because look, I'm human. I make mistakes, and there is some people that's a huge thorn in my spine. Um, and sometimes I'm open with it, sometimes I'm not. But rather like speak good about that guy. You know, it's like I said, it's it's much easier said than done, especially if that guy really burned you. But guys, turn around, say, hey, Grant. I don't like you, but you're not that, that bad guy. You're doing a good job. For you're still good looking, you know what I mean? Yeah, bro. That's where you are, where you are with your looks. <laughs> anyway, enough negativity on this. That's but again, it. I think people need to stand up now. You know, there's a lot of people that are growing the sport, growing the sport fucking nowhere, in my opinion. And uh, I can only say two nice things about them. Um, they make a great sandwich and um, their coffee's okay. alright. Yeah. No, I'm joking. At the end of the day, enough negativity. But, you know, I, th I think we need to try and focus on positivity on our sports and try and grow our sports and stop trying uh, trying to pretend that everyone's so much better than everyone else in this game. And uh, I think at the end of the day, like, everyone has a reason why they do things. And in my opinion, if, if their reason is, is, is good for the sport and good for the athletes, and obviously good for themselves. There are people that make a living out of the sport. You know, there are people that uh, you do. You're a full-time MMA coach. I'm a full-time coach, and uh, I love it. I love my job. It's not always easy. You know, working with the human factor isn't always easy, but I love it. I love it. And well, what's nice about it is I'm, I'm, I'm starting to invest more in the kids, the, the kids division, you know. And um, like now I have my grading and stuff with the, with the kickboxing, and 98% of those parents turned around to me and said, thank you for the positive influence you had on my kid. And this is kids that, like, 
gets gets judged or go to the psychologist and the psychologist easier stuff that they do most now these days is you've got ADHD or ADD or whatever and those guys are like so cool they 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 love the training they love putting their effort in and um the parents love it you know it's it's, it's a good sport it's a good self defense sport it's a it's good for you you know you, you learn discipline you learn respect you learn how, how to build it's a, a great team. sport and I mean, I, sorry to jump mm-hmm. into you, but I, immediately my mind goes to Sheldon Victor, who, yeah, who, yeah, Sheldon. who who came with us last year to Worlds, who sat in the airport on our way back, and uh, I asked him what are his goals for the next year, and he looked at me as if I was speaking uh, Swahili. Yeah. Um, and that kid has put in so much work and so much effort, and I'm not talking only gym work. He he, he spent time. He's he's He's, 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 he's driven goals, he's worked, he's, his personal life and everything like that. And, I mean, it showed. In his first fights at the World Champs, my gosh, what it's a different fighter. And textbook, and textbook absolutely clinical. And, and you know what? He didn't go through after that, unfortunately. But I, for, me, I, for me, and I know he'll be upset because he didn't go through, for me, that first fight and that first win was all I ever, ever wanted mm. for that kid mm. because – he knew how to deal with after. He knew how to deal with his loss. He knew how to deal with his win, and um, he he grew so much in one year. And uh, he's got a big future as well. You know what I mean? Should he should he be running off? I don't know. If, if again, I'm not going to tell you whether you should or whether you shouldn't go. I just hope that uh, everyone gets opportunities to do what they want at the end of the day and, and grow. But for me, he 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 could be back. Fighting at Worlds again and going forward. Look, it's expensive. I mean, everyone got a lot to say about these guys going to Worlds, but you know they pay twenty five thousand rand to get themselves there, right? Out of their own pockets. Out of their own pockets, and 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 still they had to listen to my crap and to JD's crap, and they had to be in this place at five o'clock and sit there the whole day. This isn't a holiday that you go with, but no. I say that, and and I hope that next year we can take fifteen athletes, and I hope, or if we're not there, then someone else can. I just hope that it carries on growing, and, and that's all I really want from it is that it carries on growing and that the association gets behind us and backs us. Maybe we can get one or two sponsors on board um, and actually build something positive out of uh, out of taking these guys. Because, again, you know, I've heard more chirps about Brave coming here than I have about our 10 athletes that went to the World Championships and yeah. fought against the, the, the world's best. So, you know, I'd like... Stop spreading negative shit all the time. Like, get behind South African MMA, and 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 let's help, let's try and build it as a as a sport. That's true, Grant. You know, uh, I remember when I got introduced into MMA. You, you, you touched it. You know, your GFC, your um, okay, EWC wasn't there then, but uh, Fastballs was there. And it was another promotion. I can't remember, but everybody was fighting everywhere, and it was the top fighters and. Politics was almost there was politics, of course, but it was it was fun. It was fun to watch these guys, and everything was full. You know, people were people were supporting everybody. But then, like you said, stuff happened, and shits got into the, the organizations, and that enough is enough. Enough is enough. But on Sheldon, to me, he's one of the best uh, welterweights in South Africa at the stage, bro. This is me as a coach. Wait for us. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go, don't go pro so soon, you know. But and but if you do, you are good enough. You are good enough, bro. And um, he's had a good club with uh, Coach Faraday. You know, he's got a good team. 
Fatty, Fatty's got a good team behind him, and yeah, everybody's like. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, he's a youngster, you know. Uh, he's got a big future ahead of him, but he, he 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 could go pro if he wanted, I suppose. Definitely. I mean, on on South African standards, he he could probably be fighting for the belt next month. Easy. But um, I I I just I'd like to to step it up on international standards and see. I mean, I, I look at a guy like Andrew who was going pro before uh, before he left for Worlds on yeah. the aeroplane he's talking about. And on the aeroplane he's talking about he wants to get back and do as many of these EMF tournaments as possible. And these tournaments are hard, guys. These tournaments are, are if I can explain it to you very quickly. And it, it, So you fly in on the Saturday. Well, we left on the Saturday. We arrived on the Sunday morning at 8 o'clock after, after traveling for 12 hours. Uh, we had a re- our hotel rooms weren't ready. We had to register into a tournament. We had to make weight. And then only we could get into our, our um, hotel room. Mm. We then had to go off to an opening ceremony, which was two, three hours, where you just sort of had to sit around and wait and, and all that sort of thing. You, you, you then were shipped back. You could eat your supper. You had to wake up at 5 o'clock the next morning to make way. You had to queue for an hour to weigh in. Then you had to get breakfast ready and get on a bus by half past eight because – those were the schedules. We then arrived at the stadium at 11 o'clock. They start the fights. I think our, our guys only fought at like 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, in the afternoon, yeah. So it's, it's, it's hectic. When you win your first fight, you do that all over again for the second fight. And, and that's on Tuesday. And it, obviously the field gets a little bit narrower or, or thinner and, uh, and off you go. And, 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 and it, so it's a huge competition. And, and, and a guy like Francois Mayer fought on... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, he lost. Um, some of the other guys were lucky; they got to to they got bars through. But the guys fought more than more than once, and they go through. They, now you pick up an injury. So Francois Mayer cracked his hand in the first first day. Am I right? Hairline fracture. Had to send him off to the hospital. Had to sit and wait because if he's not cleared, it doesn't make a difference. Got cleared with a hairline fracture. I mean, they sent me the the um, X-rays on my phone. The doctors told me, "Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry." And now we had to protect the fight. Second day, he bangs his foot against the guy's freaking elbow. His foot's bigger than a balloon, a soccer ball. But now he knows the trick. He can't complain with him. When the medic says anything wrong, he says there's nothing wrong. And now you've got to patch up and go. So it's not an easy tournament. Plus, you've got to make weight. So he was dropping three kgs. Yeah, I mean, uh, the one night we uh, actually did the the starting, the the Sunday when we, we landed there, we only got into bed at 2, 3 o'clock. We were up at 5. We were waiting with the guys in the queue. And we always had to do that every night, you know, going to bed at 2, 3 o'clock, waking up at 5. So as, as a coach, as a manager, you know, we had 2, 3 hours of sleep. And uh, one or two times we were caught, like, sleeping at the event. But that's so understandable. You know, it takes so much out of you. And like I said, Grant, First uh, guy wins. The, the second day you have to back him up. The third day you have to back him up up until the finals. And if you, the bigger your team is, the more you have to do it. You know, and it, it's it's the fighter stresses about himself. The coach and the manager stress about everybody there. You know, if you have a team of 10, 15, 20, you stress a lot about them. But also your emotions go up and down the whole time. The whole I mean, time. like people don't know shit what happened over there. I mean, you know on. On a day before Marshall needs to fight, we get a message to say that his grandfather's grandfather's, his passed, grandfather's away. passed away. You know, immediately I get emotional because uh, you know I lost my father two years ago and, and had to explain it to my my son while he was on a rugby tour. Uh, 
now I've got to go and tell Marshall that his, his, his grandfather's passed away. He's got to fight in two days' time or in a day's time yeah. and things like that. And I mean, you know, these are things that happen when you're away with the team and when you when you when you're there. And then, you know, you 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 just you know sometimes you you go back onto social media and and you, and you go back onto your Facebook and you look and you just go, you know, come on, South Africa, like give me a thumbs up. You yeah. know what I mean? And there's like. Yeah. Four guys going well done and, yeah. and and things like that and it's really lacquer and and I appreciate those four guys your checks in the post and uh, and, and all that we really really appreciate you and girls actually we got some nice messages from actually we got more than from four but mm-hmm. my whole thing is that it was a big thing guys you know and and uh, besides dealing with all the crap to get over there and and uh, and, and and the backstabbing and the and the people talking bullshit about me personally and JD personally and and this and that and things like that. It was it is a fantastic experience. Oh, and and if you if you if you are at all interested in, in, in doing it, I don't know how it's gonna operate next year. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I definitely think you need to try and get yourself into the all Africans. You need to try and get yourself over there. Yes, you're going to have to pay for yourself. I'm sorry, guys. I, I wish I could tell you. But maybe you have a sponsor that wants to pay for the whole team. Maybe you do, um, who's ever telling us that why should we? Why should the athletes pay for themselves? You know, why don't you bring your sponsor and, and, and pay? It's 25,000 Rand uh, per person, and uh, everyone pays for themselves. So uh, you're more than welcome to find sponsors um, if you've got. But uh, to me, it's, it's an experience as an amateur MMA athlete. But uh, like... Please understand the level of MMA is at a different level over there. It's it's chalk and cheese, guys. It's not even like it's insane. It's proper, proper, proper insane. And and I mean, I think honestly, honestly, I wanted five medals. We got four. Um, I must tell you that um, the guys that medaled, I did think they would medal, and. some of the weight divisions are incredibly hard. Welterweight division, lightweight division, featherweight division. Stack, 32 athletes, best in the world, off they come to, to smash you. And it's not an easy um, it's not an easy tournament. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy tournament to be on. But it's, it's, it's the best thing I think I've ever done in sport. It is the most exciting thing I've ever done. It's also the most frustrating I think I've ever done it in is, sport. It's, 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 it's honestly, it is one of the best stuff. And uh, the experience you will not get. The rubbing shoulders with... I mean, the, 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 the with me. So <laughs> rubbing shoulders with Grand Ola. It was the best. It was the best meeting. We we saw people like. Uh, yeah, I'll give you an order after the show. Please, please, but will you do it on my on my bald head? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we we saw Khabib. Khabib was there. We saw the Chechnyan president was there. That was scary. It was like being in a James Bond movie. It, it, it was unbelievable with all the bodyguards standing all over. And till today, I believe FBI, CIA, whatever was in that all as well. <laughs> but, you know, it's stuff like It was that. an oak in your safari suit, I swear. I couldn't see him because he was camo so well. Yeah, he had his safari, he had long socks and a comb. <laughs> but, you know, you, you rub shoulders with guys like that. We, we met Shorty, you know, who's also a legend in the fighting sport. Guys, it's awesome. And... Please, uh, all the other coaches out there, I don't think I'm the shit. Trust me, if you, if you know me, you know I'm actually very humble and stuff like that. But just one thing, stop thinking locally. Start thinking internationally, you know. Use it, don't use it, but start thinking internationally. That's why your other coaches in South, in South Africa is actually doing so good because they already changed their mindset to international standards and stuff like that. So, guys, as a coach, 
please try and do that as well. And we're not far off these guys. We, we're not. We, we are very close. And I believe in a, if, if, if we next year if we structure everything correctly, we're definitely going to get. So look at the look at the, the look at the 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 last two years we've been on. Uh, last year we took ten athletes. Yeah. We got no medals, Nothing. and we took good athletes. Like I thought Some we took good best. medals. Uh, good athletes. I, I I thought we would get three medals last year. We got none. Nothing. This year we took. I believe we took good good athletes, which which proved us right. We did take good athletes, and I mean, like in all fairness, uh, poor old Delano. Uh, I mean, he, he fought with a broken arm against yeah. uh, the Russian oak that probably killed fourteen people. <laughs> well, before, just quickly you know. look at his first part. Everybody was talking about his one arm guillotine. You know. Walking across the whole cage from the one side to the other side, and there was also a monster that he fought. I think he fought a Turkish guy. He fought a Turkish, Turkish guy. guy, but I mean, also, like you look at you know, even you know, the guys that came over there, in my opinion, were just there to get a Ethiopia. Yeah, I mean, that guy gave his 149 million percent. I was so you, proud you, of you couldn't ask You couldn't ask him to throw one more punch because he had done it. I he mean, literally he, gave he, he literally collapsed after the fight, and it's not because he was unfit. Like, it was because he gave 150% everything he had. And, and, and again, you know what, it's, it's easy to say, but he got a cut decision. Like, he did get okay. a cut decision. Here, in my opinion, you, you won, won one. He got a shit decision, but you know what, we learned from last year. We all learned, you know, last year I was the one that stood up and screamed and shouted and, and made a, my name cuck because of cut decisions this year. It is what it is. You know, we left it, unfortunately, and, and he moved on. You know, he's... His opponent lasted one kick in the next fight the next and fight. gave up because yeah. Kepi had damaged him. You know, Francois Mayer's opponent didn't even fight the next day. Couldn't, Couldn't fight Couldn't. the next day. So, like, if there's one thing that I always try and put in everything that I do is in, in sport, or, or, or actually it's, it's something that I, I was told by a world champion uh, water polo player that he would go out and compete against every single person he competed. He didn't, he, it didn't matter if he won or he lost. He just wanted them to remember the game that they played against yeah. him. And I can tell you now, Kiepia, Delano, Cassandra, Sheldon, Francois, the whole team. Andrew, the whole team, Dimitri, Julio. Julio, the whole team, every single one of those guys remembered their fights against you. Yeah. Win or lose, every single one of them. And, and I can say I'm super proud. You know, that's it's it's an amazing experience. And I hope, I really do hope that... that um, that, that, that more people come on board and and and, uh, and 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 want to come to Worlds next year, and I really do hope so. You know, and I hope more people want to get involved, and I hope that uh, it does grow. We, we, we need a sport. We need the we need the people to step up. You know, um, if you want to help as one of the coaches, please guys come. If you want to help as the, one of the managers, please come. If you want to throw money at us, we need it. Trust me, we do need it, but. Um, Everybody needs money. <laughs> Everyone needs money. Everybody needs money. But guys, it's 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 an awesome sport. You meet awesome people, and uh, trust me. And it's a massive is, experience. I mean, this yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we're gonna wrap up now. We've had a lot. We've. we've I mean, I've got so on my high horse and bitched and moaned, um, had a laugh, done everything. But it's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted it to be a conversation about where we are and what we do. And these are our thoughts, guys. You know, like if you don't like it, I don't really give a shit because uh, this is my opinion, as I was told over the weekend, and uh, such is life. You know what I mean? So I'd like your comments. I'd like to know um, 
it's fine. You can call JD a dick. I don't mind. It doesn't matter. Another small but, one, please. Yeah, you know, just call him a big one if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna waste your time with that. So for me, you know, I I'm, I, I want to try and uh, have conversations with people and and and, uh, and real conversations. That's that's more what it's about with regards to 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 where we are and what we're going. And yeah, um, yeah Brent, I think your your show is gonna be awesome. It's like you said. Real conversations with real people, you know, give your opinion. You know? Don't be scared. If you, if hate is going to hate always. But one or, one or two sentences I believe I said today is going to fall on, on ears that want to help. The rest is going to fall on deaf ears. But speak your mind. You know, <laughs> I was laughing at you going crazy, but uh, that, that's what you have to do. This is your show. It's going to be awesome. Gonna, you must actually call it the truth theorem or something like that. <laughs> and just let everybody talk and say, talk their minds. Um, yeah, I could have gone crazy as well on people, but like you said, for every bad thing I have to say, I have to say two good things, but then we're going to sit here the whole day. Because uh, you know, you've got a lot of good things to say. The whole time, the whole time. <laughs> but thanks for having me, and it was awesome, and good luck with your show. And guys, get involved in uh, the SA team, the amateurs. Let's uh, let's get some more of this talent coming. You know, Durban, Cape Town, Bloom. Come on, guys. Clagstore, Poch. You know, what's wrong with Peace? Why is Peace not coming through? You know, he's a great athlete. These are oaks we need to see in the in the mixture. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, let's get them involved, guys. If you're listening and you and you want to get involved, hook us up. You can get us on the. Uh, I think the easiest is probably either if you haven't got my number, either WhatsApp or, or, or send me a DM on uh, on Facebook. Right, and send me a DM on Instagram. Or Instagram. I'm on Instagram as well. Cool. Thank you very much. And, uh, Thanks, guys. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Cheers.